Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily, we hear from the providers on the front lines of the COVID-19 response, the emergency medicine doctors. It's Thursday, March 26th, and I'm Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Emergency medicine physicians are on the front lines of the COVID-19 response, treating sick patients. Integrative Emergency Services, or IES, is a Dallas, Texas-based emergency medicine group with about 800 providers. CEO and founder of the group, Dr. Nick Zenarosa, says during this fast-changing pandemic, frequent, reliable information is necessary. IES has not only been working to put out comprehensive clinical information in newsletters, but also secure personal protective equipment and support providers personally. Dr. Zenarosa spoke to GIST about how IES and providers are handling this crisis. Here's some of that conversation. What are the most urgent needs of IES providers on the front lines? All our providers, first and foremost, are concerned about the patients and working with their local hospital administrations and disaster uh, uh, folks to take the care of the needs of the patients. IES's goals is to take care of the needs of our providers. The first is protection of the providers. So that would be things such as face shields, eye, eyewear, and PPE, um, hand sanitizer, access to you know soap and water, washing your hands, basic stuff like that. The next thing we are focusing on is detection. Should someone have a high-risk exposure, the ability to get our doctors and our APPs tested quickly and address what needs to be done once they have a positive or negative test. Third is if people do end up testing positive, are there reasonable treatments out there that could help expedite uh, their uh, convalescence? So we have been looking at different treatment modalities, such as uh, the antimalarials, as well as you know, Zithromax and some of the other medicines that you've seen in the media. And then the fourth, general wellness and resilience of uh, the docs and APPs, making sure things like they got plenty of uh, refreshments and food, places they can go off stage and, and rest a little bit, 
there's counseling that is being offered uh, both internally and through professional organizations. And what are your providers or what are you seeing in the different hospitals that they work in? We've actually deployed uh, two days ago a telemedicine platform that we've been working on to start to triage patients who are stable and otherwise well, who are more so concerned that they may have been exposed or have contracted COVID-19. So that is a process in place now at one of our hospitals that we're piloting uh, very quickly and hope to expand that out. The actual numbers that we're seeing right now of patients uh, of interest that are high risk, I I don't think we've hit our peak yet. I think we're still on the the ramp-up phase. I think what we'll we'll really be telling is what happens in the next two weeks or even the next week or so as to the number of cases that are presented in the emergency department and and their severity. Uh, Right now, as far as far as our workforce goes and the number of people we have to help take care of patients, um, we, we seem to be uh, doing well. Um, the actual volumes in our EB have, have gone down. Your company is Dallas-based and dealt with the Ebola outbreak a few years ago. Are there any lessons learned from that crisis that you and the IES providers are carrying forward into this coronavirus pandemic? Absolutely. So, I think the PPE issue, uh, we got, uh, unfortunately, some good practice uh, donning and doffing the personal protection that we use for Ebola. Uh, We're having to use that same level of protection, not because the virus is worse than Ebola, it's because of a shortage of the N95 mask. So we've had to basically bring uh, a, a much more cumbersome uh, method of protecting our, our folks to give you an idea to put on the personal protection that we use for Ebola would, would require, you know, minutes and minutes to, to put on. And then if it's a high risk patient to, to take off and can add a substantial amount of time from a resource perspective, if you're doing that for multiple people at a given period of time, it could grind your emergency department to a halt. This is a new virus and a fast-moving situation, but do you have a sense of why this virus is so problematic? It's really hard still for us to get a picture of what is going to happen. Uh, It's a a truly a novel virus that our population, including our providers, have never been exposed to. From what I've seen and heard from content experts in virology, they don't know that the virus acts any different than other types of viruses. It's just that it's, it's new to our population. So we don't have a, a, a baseline immunity really built up in our population right now that we can lean on. So I think if we can uh, limit the, the number of new cases occurring, it will give us some time that we can then do uh, better resource allocation to those who are really ill as well as develop uh, vaccines and explore some medicines that are already out there in terms of treatments or at least mitigation agents that can decrease the severity of infection. I think one thing that everyone wants to know is what can the community do to help uh, providers? I think if you are mildly 
concerned or ill, um, don't go to the emergency department because there is a chance you might have asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic case of COVID and you potentially now can infect other people who are vulnerable in the emergency department who may not be there for a COVID-related illness, but some other emergency. And now you've taken a, a vulnerable patient and infected them with a disease that could be very detrimental to their health. So people need to use technology and contact their physicians or through telemedicine platforms, uh, speak to a healthcare provider uh, and express some of their concerns and be screened uh, remotely if possible. The other thing to do would be strict hand washing. Uh, stay away from folks that uh, might be ill. And I, I do believe social distancing is very helpful. That was Dr. Nick Zanarosa, CEO and founder of Integrative Emergency Services. And now for an update on coronavirus news. As part of the $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus package the Trump administration and Democrats have agreed on, hospitals will get some much-needed aid. Reporter Lisa Gillespie has more. The draft of the bill hasn't yet been released, but according to reports, hospitals will get between $100 and $130 billion in funding. The money will go to fill in the gaps left by suspending elective procedures and to provide funds to acquire equipment to address the shortage of ventilators and medical masks. According to Politico, the bill will also increase Medicare payments for the treatment of COVID-19 and related ailments. Last week, the American Hospital Association and other trade groups wrote to Congress about the need for aid. They said hospitals are losing up to $1 million a day, mostly because of expenses related to treating COVID-19 patients. And according to Roll Call, the package includes money to help jumpstart production of medical supplies, assist nursing homes with infection control, and expand the production of vaccines and treatments for COVID-19. It's still unclear if the bill includes any financial assistance for physician practices struggling during the pandemic. The American Medical Association says that support is critical to ensure practices can both sustain themselves and treat patients. For Just Healthcare, I'm Lisa Gillespie. Taking a look at healthcare stocks after public criticism, Gilead Sciences backed away from its request for orphan drug status for an antiviral drug that could help treat COVID-19. The status would have limited competition and increased profits. At the close of the trading day Wednesday, Gilead Sciences was down 5.8 percent. The broader sector was up 1.3 percent. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.